0: 2023. Hey everybody. Welcome to this day two of Helpful Snowman Padaween 2023. We're talking about Halloween specials this year. So we're gonna talk about, you know, specials that are uh like outright what is what's the word I'm looking for? Outright? That are like specifically, you know, a Halloween special But also we're going to do Halloween episodes of TV shows, you know, uh, because all the good shows knew like, hey, we got to do a fucking Halloween episode, right? So the first one on that is The Adventures of Pete and Pete, the Halloweeny. So for those unfamiliar, The Adventures of Pete and Pete was a show that aired on Nickelodeon. It started out as like minute long shorts that they would put between other shows and it just kind of presented this weird, um, I would call it like a Calvin and hobbes kind of world, right? Where there's like all these weird characters and strange situations. Um, you know, like, so the it's two brothers, both named Pete. And uh, Big Pete, Little Pete. You know, and there's like, Little Pete for some reason has a, a forearm tattoo of a lady. A pretty big forearm tattoo. And it's the kind of thing that's in the show And it's never explained, right? They never explain how he got this tattoo. He just has it. And, you know, he's like 10. Um, Their mom has a a metal plate in her head that sometimes gets radio and stuff. There's all kinds of weird... um, There's a side character in this episode, Nona, who is like Little Pete's friend. And she has a cast on every time she's in an episode for no reason. And her dad is played by Iggy Pop, which, you know, I wouldn't... I had no idea who the fuck that was, of course, but, like, it, there's just so much stuff to it. And so I think what what makes the show really enjoyable, because um, I did quite enjoy this one, but it's, like, it it feels like a full world. You know, it's a show where it's, like, there's this suburb a couple miles down the road where these people all really exist, and they have their local legends, all this good stuff. It's got that, like, lived-in feel of a show where it doesn't, it feels like it wastes no time introducing you to anything that's going on, and it it works because it's like a, it makes you feel like when you're watching an episode of it, that there's like a hundred stories that happened before this, and there's a hundred more stories to come, and I think I think that vibe always worked for them for some reason, um, and it had it had a like actual song as its theme song. And, you know, it just, it it works. And this episode kind of contains all these elements. So the setup for this special, and it, it, okay, it also felt like a show that wasn't really for kids, and maybe it's not. I'm not real sure. (laughs) I mean, there's nothing in it that I think it would be a problem for kids. Um, But also, and, you know, overall, it's wholesome. It just, I don't know. It's hard to, it's hard to picture... Who would like that? It's almost like somebody made a show for, uh, like they made the show and they put it out in the 90s because they were like, what we need to do is put this show out on Nickelodeon now because when the kids who are watching it now, 30 years later, revisit it, they'll be like, this was pretty amazing. <laughs> Which, you know, would be a, a weird use of time travel, but yeah. I could think of much worse things to do with time travel. I'm actually working on a little book about it right now. And some of those worst things include trying to fix the sequels to the movie butterfly effect. So they're not bad. And also, um, trying to prevent a guy from sexually harassing a bunch of people, not to prevent the harassment, but so that, uh, like a university doesn't have to rename a bunch of the buildings he donated money for. um, Anyway, let's set up the episode. So it's it's coming up to Halloween. Big Pete hates Halloween, and Little Pete loves Halloween, right? Um Big Pete is kind of walking around, and, and the way it works is Big Pete will often narrate the episodes. He's kind of like Kevin from The Wonder Years or something, except it's in real time. It's like a Zach Morris. Um and also the kids in the show look they feel real. They don't look like, you know, it's not uh, Saved by the Bell-esque where it's like, well, these are like the most beautiful people on the planet. Um, they, they seem real. So anyway, Big Pete's narrating the story. He hates Halloween. And uh, there's this group of kids in their town who uh, are known as the pumpkin eaters. And they wear these pumpkins on their heads and basically go around and cause mayhem from, like, the night before Halloween all the way through Halloween night. You know, so they smash pumpkins as one of their main activities. They basically take kids' candy bags and stuff like that. It doesn't seem like they snatch the candy and just keep it for themselves, though. They kind of just, like, take their bag and, like, dump it out in the street or something, you know, and, like, cover kids in shaving cream or, you know, stuff like that. It's like a mix between threatening and sort of... uh, friendly, I guess. It's like they need to be a threat, but it's like, well, they're not going to hit a kid with their car, right? I don't think they even have cars. I feel like that makes them too adv- advantaged or something. So anyway, um, the, the big thing is Pete hates, big Pete hates Halloween. He smashes a pumpkin and it's like his moment of like maybe going to the dark side. Cause he's like, I liked it. I liked how that felt. That was fun. And he, he gets a pumpkin because there's a bunch of smashed pumpkins in an alley, right? And there's... So the pumpkin heads have been at their old tricks, smashed a bunch of pumpkins in an alley, but they didn't get to one of them or something. So there's just kind of one laying there. And Big Pete picks it up and smashes it. So that's kind of his, like, intro into the world of, uh, you know... his. It's like his transitional moment between... Um, childhood of trick-or-treating innocent fun to adolescent you know more destructive fun now let me just pause for a moment and say that um I've never been a pumpkin smasher I think I did smash a pumpkin one time and it was my own because it was like after Halloween and I was like I want to do it but um that's like a real dick move that I've never really understood and like I could see doing something like teepeeing a house or something like that, but like smashing someone's pumpkin is like just a dick move and stealing kids candy is also a real dick move. And I, I feel like most people who did that kind of shit were <laughs> probably <laughs> were real assholes. I mean, I'm not going to say that having ever done that makes you like a huge asshole for life. But I am going to say I would put money on the fact that most people who did that turned out to be assholes. This seems likely. Okay, so Big Pete's in this era of Halloween. Little Pete loves Halloween, right? And he's planning to break the Halloween trick-or-treat record for their neighborhood, you know? And it's like, there's like a picture of the family. Like, the way this show is shot is really fun because... You know, it'll show like it's like a history book and it's like, oh, here's a a record of the most trick or treat. And somehow everyone knows, you know, the kids who did the most hit the most houses one in one Halloween night. And it's like a legend. Right. So Pete's going to go trick or treating with his friend Nona. But then her dad forbids her to go out because he's like the pumpkin heads are too dangerous. And, you know, they've been like wreaking havoc this year more than ever. And so it's like I you can't go out, and so little Pete's on his own, and uh, Big Pete finally is like, all right, I'll step in, I'll help, but you know there's a problem. So there was this guy named Ned, uh, who was caught trick or treating the previous year, and he was like age fifteen, and he's never lived it down, you know, and he's the Halloweeny, right? He's the titular Halloweeny, and so Big Pete is like fifteen, and is you know. Very concerned about getting caught trick or treating at age fifteen, which is fair. Um, and so, Big Pete and Little Pete go out dressed as spacemen, and uh, Little Pete likes his spacesuit because he can pee in it, which I identified with very hard. Um, you know, and so then they they of course encounter the pumpkin heads. Well, okay, Big Pete at some point abandons Little Pete because he gets mad. I don't know, something happens. He leaves but then he encounters the pumpkin heads and little Pete kind of saves him from the pumpkin heads and they finish their trick or treating and they don't make the record, but they're like, you know what? It was a pretty good Halloween. Um, The big thing about this episode and this uh, special is it really captures that feeling uh, that you don't know that you're going to have until you have it. Cassie always quotes this thing where it's like, there was a time in your life where your parents picked you up and then they set you down and it was the last time they would ever pick you up. And you don't know it at the time, right? Like you don't know and your parents don't know like that time when they set you down, that's it. That's the last time it's ever going to happen. And this is definitely my version of that, right? Um, the, you know, parents picking you up thing doesn't speak to me in the same way. But when I, I, I get a little like uh, misty eyed when I think that there was a time. I rang a doorbell one Halloween night, and it was the last time I ever rang a doorbell and said trick-or-treat. You know what I mean? There was a last doorbell I rang, and I had no idea at the time that that was going to happen, but it did happen. And I think that this episode really captures that, which is like this sort of tragic thing. I mean, it's tragic, but it's tragic that like... I think kids feel like they're too old for Halloween, probably when they're not quite too old for Halloween yet. I mean, you get the occasional, like, teenager trick-or-treating that you're like, you seem a little old for this. But, you know, for me, it's never about, like, this teenager seems too old for this. For me, it's like, look, you got to wear some kind of fucking costume. Okay? Like, if you make a small effort. But I'm like, if you are too cool to wear a costume, then you're too cool to trick-or-treat. That's basically, for me where it comes across. I frankly, I wouldn't care if adults trick or treated if they were wearing costumes and the older you get, the more involved the costume, the costume has to be better, right? When you're a little kid, you can basically be dressed in anything. And also I wouldn't really care if it's like a kid who was obviously wearing a mask and then was like, Oh fuck this shit. But an adult, I'm like, you better show up bare minimum, like inflatable T-Rex costume or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's like the lowest. And, like, this episode made me think. I do this thing sometimes on this podcast where it's, like, Pete, Mayor of America. And why I say it's Mayor of America is, like, I I come up with rules that I think would make our lives better that should be, like, a law, but kind of like a blue law or something like that. And one of my new Mayor of America things is that we should create an official last year for trick-or-treating for everybody. So that way you know which year you go up to and then you know when it's time to quit. So you don't have this problem of, you know, too old, too young and that kind of thing. And I've decided the year is 13. When you the year you're 13, when you're 13 year old, years old on Halloween, that's your last trick or treat. A it's a spooky number, right? So that works. Perfect. But B, it's I think that's kind of the year you're transitioning into being a teenager. I know officially it would be like twelve but 13's better. It's more Halloween-y. And also, like, when you're 13, you're technically a teenager, but you can't really do anything teenagery yet. You know what I mean? You're You're still basically living the same life. And so here's the other thing. You'd be basically required to trick-or-treat on your 13th year. And that way, you make it a big year and it's your last year. And if you're required to do it at age 13, that makes it, like, normal for 13-year-old kids to do. So they can just kind of like get over the fact that they're too cool to do it and just have fun and do it because they're like, yeah, it's the last time. And like everyone's doing it. Everyone's supposed to do it. So even if you were going to go around and be like, yeah, this is dumb, you could be like, you know what? It's cool. Like everyone's got to do it. We're all in it together. Let's do it. This is my gift to the world is this idea of everyone is forced to trick trick or treat on their 13th year. And, uh, it's, it's partially thanks to Pete and Pete. So, you know, we've got, we've got that, uh, Halloween special to, to thank for that.